From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike's on Francesa on the fan on this Wednesday, May the 2nd. I know it's 88 degrees. Don't rub it in. Uh, hard to take after the days and weeks I was off and watched that, you know, 40-degree drizzly weather every day to see this weather. This morning it was, when the kids went to the bus stop, it was unbelievable. It was already summertime, and that's what it is. It went right to summertime, so enjoy it if you're uh, fortunate enough. Tomorrow we have a day game. The Yankees will play uh, in Houston again, and they will finish up that series after the win uh, last night and another matchup tonight as uh, Severino goes against Keuchel. So Keuchel has struggled so far. He's the one Astro pitcher who has as far as the rotation goes. And we're not talking about, you know, he's not off to a fast start. He's 1-4. His ERA is just 4, which is not crisis time by any stretch. But remember, this is a guy who has done very, very well against the Yankees, as we know historically. We'll see if he snaps out of it tonight after a game last night where Verlander pitched just an insane game. After they get him out of the game, you get the Sanchez uh, home run. You know, I said it yesterday. We watched it last year. And the numbers, I know, are not bad. But when we see this bullpen, it just does not impress. Their starting pitching, we know how good it is, especially with Verlander pitching the way he has since he took, uh, when he since he arrived in Houston and put on that uniform, he has been just unbelievable. He has been, you know, stunning, and he was again last night as we watched this, you know, a parade Yankees strikeout, which is nothing new. I mean, we see that often, but uh, again, you know, an overwhelming performance by him. But that bullpen. It just does not. It doesn't scare anybody, and it definitely doesn't. It didn't scare anybody in the postseason last year. It didn't scare the Yankees. The Yankees got beat by their starters last year. They got beat by their starters out of the pen last year. So I mean, that, that's what it was about. And then last night, you know, the, you know, uh, you, you can be the man for their bullpen, and you know, give yourself a couple of shots in the head after you give up the home run. Now, surprised they pitched to him. Yeah, all right. But the bottom line is, you know what? That bullpen just is not great. And I think it's something they have to address. That'll be they, – they have very few weaknesses. I mean, they, they do everything right. Their numbers are overwhelming. Their starting pitching is terrific. They have a balanced, terrific lineup. They have defense. They have speed. They have everything. They're, you know, a tremendous ball club. There's no question about it. And, you know, we want to make them the team to beat. No one can argue with that. And they're defending champs. But their bullpen, to me, has to be improved. Just like the Yankees will need uh, to find out uh, exactly where they stand in their starting rotation. Not tonight with Severino on the mound, but uh, Montgomery, after leaving the game yesterday, they do the right thing, obviously, get him out of the game. Find out what's going on. We don't know yet. We'll have Aaron Boone later today, so we will get a better indication if there is one already. I have not heard anything definitive yet on what's going on. We'll wait and see. Uh, you know, Jamal might be better off, I still believe, as a guy who is a long man and a spot guy rather than a guy who tries to be an everyday guy in the, pen, uh, in, in the rotation. But we'll see where this takes us as far as that, as the Yankees uh, have to wait and see what's going on with uh, Montgomery uh, right now as they get ready to play a game three uh, of that series. But listen, 
after the very good winning streak, after finally putting it together after the weeks where they were, you know, they were inconsistent. They weren't terrible, but they were inconsistent. They lost some games they shouldn't have lost. They blew some leads they shouldn't have blown. They played terrible defense. They had guys who were in slumps. They had guys who hadn't you know, played well in the cold weather. We all know what it looked like. Then came a nice, long winning streak. And you said, all right, now 13 games, and we'll see how they've done. Well, so far, they're doing very well. They're 4-1 and one in the uh, five games they've played in the 13th. They got a couple more games to play in Texas before the Indians and the uh, Red Sox, and then we'll get a good look at this. But the 13 is off to a very good start as Severino takes the mound this evening. That's not the case for the Mets. After a terrific start, there's a lot of things that where you some not there doing, some obviously that they knew and they'd have to deal with, like the back of their rotation. The catching situation has reached a point where you have to be at least – competitive. Now, nobody expects them to be able to answer that in their own organization. But when you're going to send guys out who are completely non-productive, it's going to take a toll, especially on a team that has some guys who haven't really started to hit. And, you know, you know this about the Mets this year. You know, Cabrera's done very well. Cespedes will warm up with the weather he already has. That's not the issue. I'm going to leave Conforto alone. I know the numbers are not there. I know the power's not there, but just it'll, you, you're not going to worry about him right now. You'd have to see a lot of this for a long time before you worry, but they need a lot of guys need to kick it in. They have to fix the catching situation. They don't really have the ability to go out and give a lot to get something like a Real Muto or somebody like that. I don't know how they're going to fix this catching thing and try to do it in a way that's reasonable without giving up something they need, but they need to fix it. I mean, that's all there is to it. They They really are to a position non-competitive right now. And you can't, you cannot cover that up for a long period of time. You can cover it up short term. You cannot cover it up every day and have guys be as, as non-productive as they've been. And up and down that lineup, there's just not a lot of consistency there right now. And let's be honest, after a terrific start, they don't play very well. Now, the one thing they have is a division that because of Washington's issues, you know, it, it looks like they would be competitive in it no matter what. The Braves, very talented, clearly still a year or two away. Phillies headed in the right direction without any question, still a ways away. I don't think either one of those, anyone looks at those teams as yet being playoff teams. Talented, absolutely. A year or two, you don't want to see the Braves. I mean, they are going to, they have some incredible young talent. But right now, a division's one that is wide open, it's there for the taking. And it could be taken with the way Washington's going and with their issues with less than 90 wins. And that's why where you are right now, the Mets is very comfortable, but they have got to address their situation. They have to address the back of the rotation. They have to address some inconsistencies throughout the lineup. They got to address, obviously, other things. And listen, I know everyone wants to address Harvey. Harvey is not, he is not topic A for them right now. They didn't go into the season expecting a lot. Whether he is back in the rotation or not, whether something happens with him or not, he is not going to make a break this season, though. He's not a big enough player for them anymore. He's a name. He's not a big enough player. You know, he's not going to make a difference here this year. You can see that already. And who knows if he even finishes the season here, the way things are going. But that's not the issue. The issue is going out and getting better in spots where they can get better. And the first one they have to address is the catching situation. There's no question about that. Eddie Seal, join us on that. 
and other things as we'll talk, chat about with him. I haven't talked to Eddie C in a while, so we'll do that. We'll have uh, Ira Windman on the NBA. Uh, I told you last night as the series started, I thought Toronto would lose the series despite being heavily favored against the Cavs. I thought the Cavs would still win. And you saw last night exactly why. How many times did Toronto have a chance to close out the game? I mean, how many do you need? How many 10-point leads do you need? And they, in a night where LeBron did not shoot the ball, and one thing, on this team, LeBron usually shoots the ball well. He might turn it over five or six times in a game. That could be more regular than not. He's going to get his 10 rebounds to 12 rebounds. He's going to get his 8 to 10 to 12 assists. We know all that. And most nights he's going to shoot a high percentage. Last night he didn't. And they still didn't beat him. And what they did was they already let Cleveland off the hook. They let some of the guys on the Cleveland take a little bit of a breather. And in their minds, they don't know how to win these games in the postseason. They've never proven that. And I'm not a, li- a bit surprised by what went on in that game last night. And I still think Cleveland's winning the series. I just don't think Toronto believes they can beat LeBron James. I don't think they think they can. I don't think their best players think they can. And I think it shows with the games on the line. And you saw it again last night. That's a game. That is a game that if you are Toronto, has to absolutely devastate you because it was that bad a loss. So a lot to get to today, as we said. We'll also chat with the Yankee manager. We're looking forward to that at 5 o'clock. Back after this.